Hey guys, thanks for joining us on Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel Las Vegas. Subscribe to us on Apple and Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Spotify to get notified when new episodes are available to download or stream. You can also follow us on social media at PC Las Vegas and visit our website, PraiseChapelLasVegas.com, to find out more about us and give online. Thanks again for joining and enjoy today's message. Focuses, which is really focused on our vision for our church, amen, and, and really want to show what, what, who we are, what we do, what, what drives us, and that's the name of, the, of, the, of our series is What Drives Us, What Drives P.C. Alvin, what, not, not to say what drives Pastor Art or, 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 or what drives even our, what drives our fellowship, these are the drivers of our church, amen, and so I'm going through a series, amen, and so I want to finish up on part two because part two is really a two-part drive, I couldn't put it all in one message because there's just too much on this part, but on this driver here, and so how many remember what the driver was two weeks ago? Oh my Lord, we're alive guys, we're on, we're on Facebook Live, they're watching us. Come on. What was the first driver? Jesus. No, Jesus is the driver. <laughs> well, what, what drives us? Come on. First one was that he's looking for someone. He's looking for someone. We are looking for someone. We're looking for someone, amen, that will come and stand in the gap, amen. As Pastor Victor was just saying right now, we need people, amen, that will step out. We need, we need, we need, we need workers, amen. We need people. We're looking for someone that will carry the message of Jesus Christ to others, amen. You are the someone, amen. Come on, you, you gotta, you gotta get in tuned, amen. Come on, we got, if you want change, amen, you gotta be intentional in the, in the meetings that we have. You gotta write notes because you'll lose it just like it, it was shown right now. What's the second one? What's the second driver? Come on, first one. Come on, we are looking for someone. Come on, we are looking for someone. We are Pentecostal. Come on. Hallelujah. There it is. Amen. We are Pentecostal. We are Pentecostal church. That is one of our drivers. This is what drives us, is that we are Pentecostal. And I, I spoke on part one the last time, so we're going to jump right in part two. So take notes, because I'm going to give you a quiz on all this. Amen. Hallelujah. And if you can't pass, we got to say, see you later. No, I'm just praying. <laughs> Come on. Let's, let's, let's be intentional. See, the thing is, today, people die because of lack of knowledge. And in these days, we cannot be slackful or, or slacking in our walk because God is about doing something worldwide and God is moving in the spirit. And so let us not be the ones that when the rapture comes, we're left behind. Can I preach to you guys? I want our church to be caught up in the rapture, amen. And so we got to understand that, that these days are serious, and what God's doing right now in the world is very serious. He's talking to the church, so we got to retain everything and say, God, I want to be better. God, I want to be your son. I want to be your daughter. I want to be a carrier of your word. I want to be a carrier of your message because the world is dying. My family's dying. Sons and daughters are dying and they're going to hell, church. And we have the message of life. Come on, somebody, that we can pass this baton to somebody and say, you know what? You don't have to stay in your mess. You don't have to go to hell. There's a way, there's a savior that came and died for you, shed his blood for you you amen that you can be set free and get heaven can somebody say amen? amen so come on first one is what 
God is looking for somebody. Second one. We are Pentecostal. What does that mean? Amen. Let me finish up. I'm on, on the second driver that we are Pentecostal. I want you to turn to the book of Acts, chapter 1. Book of Acts, chapter 1. Go to verse 4, and it says, On one occasion, while he, speaking of Jesus, was eating with them, he gave them this command. How many know that when God gives you a command, it's not optional? Amen. This command is who for who? Who's us? The church. Any believer, any follower of Christ, this command is for you. It is not optional for the church. It's not if we may do it or when we feel like it. No, Jesus is speaking, and he says he gives them this command. When there's a command given or a paton given, you're supposed to run with it, and you're supposed to do what he commands. Are you following me? If we're not doing what he commands, then we are being disobedient. And if we don't follow his commands, then he says, you're not even his follower. He says, if you love me, you'll do what I, what I command, what, what, I, what I say to do. If you don't, then you're not my disciple. It's not my words. It's, that's what Jesus says. Jesus, we're following Jesus, amen. And so he's saying this to the disciples. This is the very last time that he's going to see them. So this is the last commandment. That he's giving the church. This is the last commandment. He says, I'm going back to the Father. But I leave you with this one command. I won't be with you any longer. You understand what's happening here? He's already been with them. He's been in ministry for three and a half years. He's doing signs, wonders, and miracles. He's spending time with these 12 disciples. He's giving them input. He's giving them commandments throughout the course of this relationship that he had with him. And now he's finally going back to the Father. And he says, I'm leaving you with this one command. This is the very last thing that I'm going to say to you guys. The last time that you're going to hear me verbally over this, I want you to do this. And he's speaking to the church today. I give you this command. He says, do not leave Jerusalem, but wait. Somebody say, wait. Wait, wait for the gift my God promised. What's, what's the gift? Holy the Holy Spirit. Remember that? He says, I, I got to go back, guys. But I'm not going to leave you hanging. I'm not going to leave you as orphans. I'm not going to leave you to try to figure it out on your own. I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit, and he will be your counselor. He will be your friend. He will be, come on, he will, he will be the one that guides you. He's the one that is going to give you revelation. He's going to give you everything. He would do a lot more than what I did. He's going to come, but he can't come unless I go. But he says, you got to wait. That's an important thing right there, church, is to wait. A lot of us like to get ahead of God or make things happen instead of God making it happen. Amen? Amen. Come on, we go, we go get a job, and, and, and they give us the first job, and God tells you, wait, that's not the job yet. We take it. <laughs> Come on, somebody. So he tells them to wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. And if you go down to verse 8, this is what he's talking about now. He says, but you will receive power. Somebody say power. power. Power when the Holy Spirit comes 
on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem of all Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. See, as we wait, then he fills. We receive. We receive what? Power. We receive the power that helps us to be the witness that we need to be in these last days. The power is about to be released. It is released right now in the world. That's why it's going and giving authority to these people that are making these films. Amen. They're standing in that authority. They're standing in that power. And so it says when you wait on God and you wait to hear instructions from God and you listen to his commands, amen, then and only then will you receive and then you get empowered. Are you following me, church? All right, one person. Thank you, Sister Marjorie. Amen. God bless you. Hallelujah. The one that's preaching on the buses. Hallelujah. Will you receive what? Power, amen, to be the witnesses. Come on, church, you got to grab a hold of this, amen. Otherwise, you'll leave powerless. We should leave powerful. Every time we gather, God is equipping us. God is passing things to us. And he said, man, why am I struggling? Why am I going through this? Well, you're not, you're not leaving with no power. You didn't catch the message. You're not following the command. So he's telling the disciples the things he needed to do. He's been explaining the whole thing to them. And he says, now this is what you're going to receive. If you wait, you're going to receive. And you're going to receive power. And you're going to be power to do things that you thought you'd never do. Talk the way you never talk. Come on, somebody. Come on, it's doing things for the kingdom of God that you, you never thought of doing. Amen. Just like Josh and Anna are stepping up, man, we're, we're running a ministry. Wow. That, that's power. Amen. Come on. They're stepping out. Amen. You receive power. They're not standing in their own ability, but they wait it. When we wait, hallelujah. They can't wait, but they, when we wait, hallelujah. We need to contend, listen, church, for the power. We need fresh fire. Somebody say fresh fire to fall on us. Amen. If we are to make a difference within our own lives and with the lives that are surrounding us. Come on. How many know that you're there and where you're at with your family, the family that God chose you to come out? He put you there for a time such as this. He put you there to reach your family, man. God gave you a baton. God gave you something and he gave it to you to pass it on to your family that's lost and going to hell that you got a message to say, this is your get out of jail, get out of hell card here. And I got it. I received it and I want to give it to you. And you have the authority to tell the devil, get your hands off my family. Get your hands off my kids amen i have authority in jesus name that's the power i'm talking about to affect the lives that surround us church we need the holy spirit and we need the fresh fire to fall on us amen that will enable us listen to receive power why because we're pentecostal I said, we're Pentecostal, hallelujah. I have no shame to say, what are you? Are you, we're non-denominational, but what? We're Pentecostal though, hallelujah. What does that mean? Oh, let me tell you, I walk in power. I walk in authority. I shock God. Oh man, don't get me going. We believe in signs, wonders, miracles. We believe in the Holy Spirit of the one that he promised that will come to us. Amen. We believe that if the Holy Spirit's in service, he can change lives. We invite the Holy Spirit in this place. The fire of the Holy Spirit brings transformation, church. How many know that we need transformation? How many need some transformation in this place? 
Come on, we, we need to change, amen. We need transformation of our minds, amen. And when we start to transform our minds, listen, it transitions us to the new. There's, 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 there's a shift taking place, church. But it can't shift if you're thinking the same. See, God saved you, God delivered you, but he wants to change the way you think. Come on, somebody. Problem with some people today, they get saved, but they don't change the way they think. They still do the things they used to do, but they only do it in putting the name of Jesus on it. <laughs> Come on, somebody. It's the truth. Come on, we, we handle the situations, we handle argument, we, our language sometimes doesn't even change as much. Amen. We kind of clean it up a little bit, amen, but it still comes out. Come on, somebody, because we, we haven't got transferred in our, in our minds. And so the transformation has to come to our minds in order to, to, to transition us into the new or what he called us to. There's something on the other side of the Jordan that, you, like I said before, that you can't take from this side. It has to die here. It, it has to be crucified here. That person cannot go over because that person is not transitioned. We, we is still old instead of new. Come on, right? When, when, when we receive Christ, amen, the old is gone and what the new has come. And so a lot of people, they don't get into the new. They get saved, but they stay old. Come on, somebody. The old will keep you from changing. It will keep you from that, like I said, on this side of the Jordan. The new, let me tell you, when you put on the new, then it will transition you to the other side of the Jordan. A couple Sundays ago, I said, we need to change our stinking thinking. Come on, tell yourself, I got to change my stinking thinking. Come on, come on. All of you, say that. I got to change. All of us, even me, I got to change this stinking thinking. Amen. Come on. The definition of transform is this, to change from the outward form or appearance of, to change in character or condition. Another translation says, to convert. When we get saved, we are converted. We, there's, a, there's, a, there's, a, there's something that takes place, a change that takes place inside of us. As, and come on, we, we, now we know they know what, we, we all know that it's Jesus on the inside. And he's working on the outside mess. Hallelujah. Come on. He's working on this outside appearance, but it has to be Jesus on in the inside. So on in the inside, transformation has to take place in within your spirit, in your mind, amen, in order to be what he wants you to be on the outside. And walk in what he told you. Come on. We are changed from the inside out. Come on. We can be looking good in the inside, amen, but we can be the same on the out, in the inside. I mean, we can look at uh, uh, different, uh, on the outside, but this inside that needs changing. Come on, somebody. Help me out. Hallelujah. Just like David said, David, here's a man, and here's a man who's quoted as a man after God's own heart. Amen. And he knew those things and transitions needed to be changed and conversion needed to change. That's why he wrote that song. I mean, change my heart, oh God, and make it ever new. God, we need some heart changes. We need some mind transformations. We need something happening on the inside. That way the outside is really real. The smile that you have is real. The walk that you have is real. Everything is real because of the Jesus inside. 
See, Jesus didn't die on the cross that we would stay the same or struggle to be the same person year after year, month after month, week after week. Come on, if Jesus is really living inside you and he saved you, something outside has to be evident. You have to be a new person. You can't think the same. you got to change the attitude. Everything changes. Even your walk changes. Everything changes, amen. We get saved and we're still walking like we're in the hood still. There's a problem, hallelujah, with that situation, amen. Because Jesus straightens you out, amen. Come on, even changes your clothing, amen. For some of the clothing that's here, you got to throw away, amen. Come on, you got to do some things that what God is challenging you to look different. We're supposed to be different. Not acting like the world. It's a change, church. Because of Jesus on the inside, he's working on my outside. Come on, somebody. If we are to be a witness, then we need Pentecostal fire. And this fire is what brings transformation. And the Holy Spirit is the helper in this area. In Acts chapter 2, 1 to 4, it says this. But when the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Somebody say one place. Come on. And suddenly a sound like a blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house that they were sitting. They saw what seems to be tongues of fire. Come on. Why tongues of fire? Why not why not, why not fire swords, amen? Why not something different, amen? Why tongues of fire? You ever thought of that? Why was it tongues of fire? It said tongues of uh, fire came and separated and came and rest on them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. See, Tongues of fire. God wants to do a transformation on how we speak, church. Come on, because we, this tongue either has life or it has death. Amen. And so God says, you know what? This tongue, you can set things on fire. You can set destruction or you can save someone and divert them. Amen. So he's saying tongues of fire. We need fire in our tongues, church. We need to speak different. Amen. We need to talk different. Amen. Come on. Tongues of fire bring separation of who we are in Christ, church. We don't talk like the homeboy of the past. We don't talk like the one that was all caught up. We don't talk that way. We talk like someone that's been set free by the blood of Jesus. Amen. And we have the power and the authority to speak that, church. We speak with tongues of fire. They began to speak in other tongues, and they began to speak in the spirit. And they began to speak, listen, with authority and with power. That's why... When we see things of people getting demon-possessed, it should not fear us. It should call us. Amen. And they should, that spirit should turn to you and say, oh, I know who you are. Oh, no, get away from me. Oh, in the name of Jesus, you get out of here. We have that authority. Come on, somebody. Amen. To stand on these things. And God wants to give us tongues of fire because if the fire is not in you, you ain't going to say nothing. We'll be like the seven sons, amen, that got all beat up and torn up and stripped down and torn, thrown into the city naked. Come on, Jesus I know, Paul I know, who in the heck are you trying to imitate a follower? See, the, the demon, devil, recognized counterfeit. Because the demons and, and the devil... Is following and studying you. He knows if you're read up, prayed up, whatever, or you're just all outside show. 
He knows. He don't know the way what you're thinking, but he studies by what you do. Come on. You can't be saying in the name of Jesus, you're not even prayed up. In the name of Jesus, you're not even read a word. You, you, you got to have power, the, the authority. You, you can't say in the name of Jesus if the Holy Spirit is not living inside of you. See, these seven sons didn't have them inside, so they couldn't have the power to cast out that demon. The demon shut him up and then beat him up and stripped them naked. In other words, he brought embarrassment. The devil will embarrass you if you don't know what your authority is. Oh, God, it's getting quiet. But it's good because I'm exposing everything of the devil right now. Amen. He's a liar. Oh, I'm so mad at him. Hallelujah. See, symbols of tongues of fire came and rested on them. When the Holy Spirit came on that upper room, amen, fire is a, is a symbol of transformation. Fire, listen, church, touches, changes whatever it touches, amen. Fire refines, it purifies, it burns away all those useless things in our life, church. Fire, it burns away the negativity, come on, that useless talk, amen, the dirty jokes that you say, all this stuff, amen, that the Holy Spirit's inside of you, it burns that tongue that you don't talk like the world you start to speak to the world comes upon you and you talk different when you're filled with the spirit come on let's look at some ways that the holy spirit works to transform us the holy spirit took a group of fishermen come on he took former prostitutes and ex-religious leaders tax collectors, amen, rebellious people, and he formed them into a united group called the church. Come on, somebody. Listen, Jacob was a cheater. Peter had a temper. David had an affair. Noah got drunk. Jonah ran from God. Paul was a murderer. Gideon was insecure. Miriam was a gossiper. Martha was a worrier. Thomas was a doubter. Sarah was impatient. Elijah was moody. Moses stuttered. Abraham was old. Lazarus was dead. I'm here to let you know that the Holy Spirit can transform anybody. You can throw your name in there too. Sarah was a... She's impatient too. Right? You, you know your list. Come on. Look what he's done. It's not the work by what you do and who you are. It's only by the work of the Holy Spirit, church. Come on. When we start to give glory where glory's due, amen, God starts to pour out even more. Because you've been faithful with a few, he'll give you faithful in the much. How many want the much? <laughs> You got to wait. Second Corinthians 12, 9 and 10 says this. Three times I beg the Lord to take away, take it away. And each time he says, my grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. So I am glad to boast about my weakness so that the power of Christ can work through me. That's why I take pleasure in my weakness and in insults, hardships, persecutions, and troubles that I suffer for Christ. Because when I am weak, then I am strong. 
See, it's a dependence on the Holy Spirit. It's a dependence on, on God. I need you right here. I'm, I'm weak, but God says I work good in weakness. I, I work when good on uh, uncertainties. I work good when you start to doubt. If you call upon me, I can work through you and make you strong. Can somebody say amen? His grace is sufficient. His power makes us perfect in our weakness, church. The Holy Spirit power, that fire provides that. PCLV, we are Pentecostal, amen. And this is what drives us. The Holy Spirit took a bunch of drunks, potheads, thieves, connivers, selfish people, lawbreakers, ex-cons, and you can add anything outside. I'm missing your life. And he formed PCLV. Hallelujah. Come on. Come on. We got any ex-cons in the crowd? <laughs> Come on. There's no shame. We're set free. Amen. Come on. Be, be glad what God pulled you out of. Yeah, I was doing this. I was that. Like I said, I, I brought a list of people in the Bible that were going through all kinds of stuff that Jesus turned around and used them, amen, to win. Hallelujah. There's transforming power, amen, that comes through the Holy Spirit and fire, amen. Listen, every saint has a past, but every sinner has a future. Come on, somebody. Come on, you gotta, you're, you're in good, you're in a good place today. Uh, come on, because God is still alive and God is still well, amen, and His blood still works. Can somebody say amen? See, before Pentecost, the disciples were scared. They were confused, amen. They lacked faith, amen. Come on, they didn't fully understand God's plan. Just like when you and I came to church, all we knew is that we need to change, right? Come on, I'm tired of this living this life. I'm tired of who I am. I'm tired of my past. I'm tired of messing up all the time. I'm tired that I can't hold a job down. I'm tired, I'm tired, I'm tired. And then someone tells us about Jesus, and we want some change in our life. And so we come into the church, and we get saved, amen. And all of a sudden, what do we do next? Well, you need to get filled with the Holy Spirit, amen, because you need some power to walk out there because the devil's waiting for you. And there's a lot of churches not preaching that today, amen. They send you on your merry way, amen. They give you a smile. They give you a Bible, and they say, all right, good luck. It's the truth. They don't tell them what the next thing is. And so that's why we have to design classes uh, like the armory, amen, and healthy discipleship uh, and these things that God has put into this church here uh, and things that we have taught over the years, amen, uh, that you got to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. you got to lay down your life. Uh, you got to die to yourself. Uh, you got to get married, die to that old man, amen, get united with Christ. But we gotta, we got to minister to the Holy Spirit and tell our church we're Pentecostal. And it may sound a little weird in the beginning. What the heck is that? I don't know. I never looked at it weird. I looked at it and say, "What? I want some of that." What? It, it intrigued me. It, it pulled me. I, I was curious. What is that? What is that tongue? What do you? I, I want to feel that. But I'm telling you right now. I don't care who you are and how you walk in. The Holy Spirit's always out here. And this evidence, Amen. This evidence, Amen. Because you feel it, and I'm not embarrassed by it. He's my friend, and I'm going to show you my friend. He gets a little radical at times, but I can tell you he's a gentleman at all times. Doesn't force himself on you. He doesn't want you to be scared. You just got to understand him. He wants you to understand him. And when you do, then you invite him in. And then when he's inside of you, then he starts to change the outside of you. 
And then you start to change the way you speak. What you do. Come on, you can't say I'm full of the Holy Spirit and you're still cussing out your wife. Did you hear that? Did you hear that, men? Come on, you can't be say I'm a man of God and you're still cussing out your wife. The Spirit's not there. Something else is there. Come on. Come on, you can't, you, you can't, you can't be just gossiping all the time, ladies. You say, oh, I'm, I'm a woman of God. No, 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 there's something wrong. The Spirit doesn't gossip. Don't worry, I got the ladies too, man. It's the truth. I'm not, I'm not belittling nobody, but if you're walking and claiming to be something and you're doing something of the opposite, you can't say the Spirit is living in you. You need to work on yourself and say, Holy Spirit, I need change. I need transformation. I need, a, I need some fire in my tongue. I want to bring life. I don't want to bring death. We all fall short, guys. Don't get me wrong. But a Christian gets up right away. That's why, that's why David says, you know what? Search my heart, oh God. Find those things that, 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 that are come against you and that you don't like and make me a new creation. Change my heart, oh God. That should be our prayer every day. God, change me to be better today. Better than yesterday. God, I want to be better. I want to be a better witness. I want to be, the, but I need power because I can't do it just by knowledge, Bible knowledge. I need to be spirit led. I need spirit knowledge. Hallelujah. Come on, let me tell you, you can read the word and you need the Holy Spirit to, 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 to give you revelation of the word. Come on, otherwise we run with our own revelation. That's why, that's why there's churches that have been started. They read the word and they ran out with their own interpretation of what the word is. It's not spirit driven. You can, you, you, you got to see church. Come on, somebody. I'm tired of dried up churches. I'm tired of churches that are not preaching the truth. I'm tired of churches kicking out the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is, this is his house. And he can do what he wants to do. Holy Spirit, have your way. Have your way, Holy Spirit. See, the disciples didn't know. They got, they got taught the word of God. They got taught what to do. But now they needed the Holy Spirit, listen, to bring them revelation of everything that Jesus said to them. That's why he says, I got to leave, but I'm going to send. I got to leave, but I'm going to give. I'm going to give you a friend that only not stands with you physically here, but is now spiritually everywhere. See the power of the Holy Spirit and why we depend on it? Because the same spirit that is dwelling here is the same spirit that's dwelling in Pastor Sunday's church right now. Or any church that proclaims the power of God right now. It's everywhere. That's powerful, church. And so we need the Holy Spirit in our service. You see, without them, they were scared. They were confused. But after Pentecost, you read the story, after that fire fell, it's a different story now. 
As they waited, amen, and then they, they listened to God, amen, they listened to the command that Jesus said to them, I want you to go out in Jerusalem, I want you to wait for my Father's gift that I told you so much about, amen, he's going to come, but I want you to wait right there. How many know that God is still our leader? God is still our leader, amen. I, I may be the one that he put in place, amen, as the man of God of this house, but he is still the leader of this house, church, amen. I, I don't do anything unless God says to do it, amen. He is the leader. But after they waited, they were full of faith, amen. They were bold. They were fearless. They started to understand the, the plan of God. And they were united like never before. They were united in love with the Father and with each other. And when you start to do that, church, then we start to look like the church. Loving each other and loving God. See, nothing before this event ever took place ever welded them into this one united force until Pentecost united them. Once they were united, they were able to cross over into the promises of God, the callings of God. Once you understand, once you're in link, and once you're in tune, and the Holy Spirit's truly living inside of you, working on the outside of you, now you're able to, to cross over. Now you're able to step into the new and leave that old person behind. How many need to leave some old stuff back there? Hallelujah. Come on, we're still, we still have old in, my, in our pockets, amen. We got, oh man, where's that at, man? Oh, oh man, I still have that in my pocket. We got all kinds of old in our, in our life and on our past. We're still carrying. Some of you guys wear it around your neck. I'm a loser still. I'm a nobody still. Uh, I can amount to noble. Come on, we, we walk in shame. There's, there's, there's people in church today, man, that are Christians walking in shame still when God has forgiven you. Yet we wear that. We tattoo it in our lives, amen, and God delivered you. He changed your name, church. Come on, how many want to leave some of that old back there? How many want to just take off some things that, man, that the world labels you? And start putting on what God labels you as son and daughter. Come on, of the most high God. Come on, putting on that apron of praise. I'm a worshiper of God. Come on. We've got to cross over, church. Somebody say cross over. See, it took the fire of God's spirit to do this, to burn away division, to burn away misunderstanding, to burn away confusion, to burn away doubts, second-guessing, uh, uncertainties, amen, hatred, uh, rebellion, sin, uh, whatever it is, amen, et cetera, et cetera, and united them as a church. They, the children of Israel, rebelled against God and against Moses, and because of that disobedience, amen, they failed to cross over. It took repentance. How I many know that we need to repent? That's something that's not preached over the pulpit either. You need to repent from your ways. You need to change the what you're doing. It takes repentance, amen. Repentance, obedience, and coming under the leadership, listen, that God has provided for the house to become one and to become the church. Amen? Amen? See, no one who is cold and hard can unite. It takes Pentecostal fire, church, to melt us to one. If we're hard to each other, cold to each other, we, 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 can't, we can't come together. 
right? Come here, Max. It's like, you know what, we, we, we say we're Pentecost. You can stay right there. Don't follow me. Okay. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> but you can, you can say that you're, you're, you're Pentecostal, you're saved and all this stuff. And then you see this brother that you have a little beef with. And now we coming into church, amen. And 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 and, and, and you know what? They, they, now 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 you're doing something. You're, you're you're an usher. God's using you now. But this guy comes in that you haven't seen for a while, and so, and all of a sudden you say, "Ah!" Right, and you put on the the praise chapel. Uh, this is what Pastor pa- Pastor Victor tells us to do, amen. We got to welcome everybody. Hey, how's it going, bro? And, and we do this. And we go like this. Yeah. How did that feel? <laughs> Did it feel good? Now, a changed heart, a forgiven heart, they know that you are forgiven, and God tells you to forgive all those that, that, that come against you. And if you're really spirit-filled and spirit-led and, and Holy Ghost-filled, then you're going to see that brother and say, hey, how's it going? Man, it's good to see you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Even got him excited. Hallelujah. Whoa, we got delete that. <laughs> you see my legs? My legs went like this. <laughs> it's like a movie, hallelujah. <laughs> I was expecting him to troll me around or something. But see, if we're hard and we're cold. The love's not gonna. The love's not gonna be real. We need the only the Holy Spirit fire can do that. Only the Holy Spirit fire can do that. Church, we can't. We gotta get away from the hardness and the coldness. And you need forgiveness, and you need to give forgiveness. You need to grant it, and you need to give it. Can somebody say Amen? When the Holy Spirit's fire comes upon you, He will unite you to the Father. Listen, and when you're united with the Father, then we can be united to each other. Amen. Nothing's going to break unless we're united with the Father. And if you say you're a follower and, you're, and, and you love Jesus, he, you're going to have to fall in love with him first before we fall in love with each other. Because this love here is a worldly, lustly Love. It's a one-sided love. But when we have the love of the Father inside, then this love loves whoever. Just like God did. He sent his son and he died for the world. Can somebody say amen? amen. Come on, that's what makes the, the church work today. The church needs the Holy Spirit fire amen to bring the transformation. This was what drives us, church. We are Pentecostal. Come on, there's never been a program that has dramatically transformed people's lives. There is no book out there, and no, no, don't get me no wrong for books and book writers, guys, but there is no book, there's no AA, not even triple A can help you the way the Holy Spirit can help you, amen, and bring change to you, church. 
There's no program that God has brought from different forms of life and transform them and unite them as a group of people that can change the world. It takes the Spirit of God. It takes the fire of God to do that, church. Come on. It started with the 12 to the 70 to the 120 in the upper room that got filled with the Holy Spirit, and they turned the world upside down down and it's still being turned over today amen God is pouring out his spirit amen it's coming evident through the people of God and they are speaking with tongues of fire and proclaiming and declaring who God is and what he does amen he wants to set the world free amen he is the cure for today's world and all worlds of the past and the present and the future Lord we uh, let me tell you we need Jesus the church was birthed in the power of the Holy Spirit. A fire fell on Pentecost, and it came with power, church. Listen, our world will not be transformed. You and I will not be transformed into the church's transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit. This is what drives us, church. We are Pentecostal. We can't, as believers, afford to ignore his presence. Matthew chapter 3, 11 says, I will baptize you with water for repentance. But after me comes one who is more powerful than I, whose sandals I'm not even worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Come on, Acts 2, 3 says that they saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came and rested on each of them. The fire that appeared on the heads of each of the believers in that upper room has connection, listen church, to the Old Testament. Come on, Moses was dedicating the tabernacle and the presence of the Lord was also there like it was in that upper room, amen. It says in Leviticus chapter 9, 24, fire came down from the presence of the Lord and consumed the burnt offering and the fat portions on the altar. And when all the people saw it, they shouted for the joy and fell face down. Solomon, and when he was dedicating the temple, the presence of the Lord was there just like it was in that upper room. Amen. Second Chronicles 7, 1 says, when Solomon finished praying, fire came down from heaven and consumed the burnt offering and sacrifices, and the glory of the Lord filled the temple. The supernatural fire of the presence of God fell on each of these sacrifices. Indicating to the people that God accepted the tabernacle, that God accepted the temple as his dwelling place. The apostle Paul in the New Testament uses the term temple to indicate that under the new covenant, because we're new creation, hallelujah, come on, under the new covenant, amen, our body, say my body, our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. To indicate the new covenant. It says 1 Corinthians 6.19. Do you not know that our, your bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit who's in you. Whom you have received from God. You are not of your own. At Pentecost each believer, amen, was in that upper room had tongues of fire on them. It was a supernatural fire of God that fell from heaven once again, church. 
God sent his son, amen. Uh, come on, he sent his son down and to, come on, to, to be part, to demonstrate this, amen. He sent down fire once again. Now, and I want you to catch this today, amen, that, that from now on, somebody say from now on, come on, that he would accept the temple, come on, our bodies, amen, as the dwelling place. Come on, somebody, meaning that the believer is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Come on, he comes to dwell inside of us. Jesus on the inside transforming the outside Jesus would come on the church now will become the dwelling place amen of God's spirit we are the church the church is not where we go the church is who we are and as the temple of the Holy Spirit 1 Corinthians six nineteen says that, that we are no longer of ourselves it's not no longer about you or about us or what we want to do it's all about what God wants us to do. Goes on to say in 1 Corinthians 6.20 that you were bought. You, say me. You were bought in a clearance sale. No, no. <laughs> you were a Walmart closeout. <laughs> Come on, we found you in, at Didi's. <laughs> No, it says you were bought at a high price. You are valuable. He paid a heavy price for you. He says, you know what? I'll take him. I'll take her. I don't care what it costs. I want them on my team. I want them with me. Amen. I want them. I created them. And I'll buy them back from you, devil. Take your hands off of them. They're my children. I'll pay a high price. If you want blood, I'll give you blood. I'll lay down my life for you. He paid a heavy price for you. You didn't come cheap, church. Come on, you may think you're cheap. You may think your life's not worth nothing, but I'm telling you, to God, you are valuable. He says you were bought at a high price. So therefore, honor God with your bodies or your temples. When we become Christians, the Holy Spirit comes and lives inside of us. Therefore, we're no longer our own. This is the temple of God. That means you can't smoke. You can't drink. You can't do things to your body. Listen, even to your body, amen, because it's not yours. You're supposed to honor God in everything that you do. Right? Church. When you live in a building owned by somebody else, you try not to violate the building rules, right? Come on, you guys go rent a house or rent somebody or rent a place, amen? There, there's, there's, there's certain standards, right? You got to sign. Are you music after 10? Better be off. You know, all this stuff, there's, 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 oh, you got to make sure the trash is clean. Even those that have homes, amen, and part of the HAO or whatever they're called, hallelujah, I don't HOA, man, though they're, they're, I think they're from the devil, amen, hallelujah. <laughs> but, uh, but you, you gotta, you gotta follow the rules, right? Come on, you gotta, you can't just paint your house the way you want it. It has to go by the rules. You gotta submit it and say, can we paint this house this color? Yeah, can we do this? They, they get, go around, they, they ride around, they ride in their little cars and they, uh, yeah. You know, they're, they're just, they just like to write tickets, amen. You know, that's why I say he's just, they're just putting all the wrongs of everybody. But there's rules, church. 
And because our bodies, listen, belong to God, we must not violate his standards, listen, for living. We must not allow things within this temple that pollutes the temple. Because our bodies belong to God. We must not violate them, church. You and I do not belong to ourselves. If you're truly a follower of Christ, you don't belong to yourself. This temple belongs to God. That's why we got to watch what we see that comes into our minds at times. Come on, there are things that we're watching, things that we're doing that we should not be doing. We're watching a show last night and it just came to something that we didn't stand for, so we turned it off, right, babe? We switched it. And sometimes we get consumed by it and laugh with it and say there's no big thing, but we're promoting it. We gotta, there's things that we've got to change, church. If we truly call ourselves, listen, followers of Christ, disciples of Jesus, Holy Spirit's living in me. Our bodies are not. We can't abominate those. In fact, he's always there. If he's living inside of you, you bring things inside that he doesn't like, guess who leaves? The Spirit leaves. He's not going to stay in the place you know, that he doesn't like. So we got we got to, it's like a, what did the pastor Philemon say? Mi casa is tu casa. <laughs> Remember that? If we're calling him his, his house here, then he's, you're going to let him have to do what he wants to do in your house. He's the one that brings a change. Can somebody say amen? amen. John chapter four, 14, verse 17. I'm going to wrap this up real quick. Amen. The spirit of the truth, the world cannot accept him because they neither see him or know him, but you know him for he lives with you, and he'll be with you. He lives in you, and he'll be with you. Come on, church. They don't know the spirit of truth. We do, because we're carriers of the truth. Amen? Amen. Come on, I thank God for the presence of God in my life. I thank God for my relationship that I have through the Holy Spirit, my best friend. He's always there to help me, guide me, teach me, no matter what. Amen? He even uses people to speak to me, amen, when I can't, he can, he's speaking to me inside here, and he, I'm not getting it, amen, and he brings other people on the outside to redirect me. Can somebody say amen? Come on, otherwise, man, if, if we don't do that, church, if we're not cultivating, maintaining that relationship, being consistent in that relationship, our relationship will stop growing. And when you stop growing, you'll die. And when you die, you'll leave. I don't want no one to leave. I want people to grow, and we need to live, church, not die. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. we got to keep the fire burning. This is what drives us, church. The fire must keep burning on the altar. It says in Leviticus 6.12, the fire must be keep burning on the altar continuously. It must not go out. This fire that God has given us, the tongues of fire, cannot go out, church. It shows here that it was, it was attended constantly around the clock, that that way they would, that fire would never go out. They would make sure that fire was always burning. And the same with us, amen. The fire of the Holy Spirit in our lives should never be allowed to go out. It must keep burning, church. 
2 Timothy 1.6, amen, it says this, and I'll close, amen. This is why I remind you to fan it into the flames that the, uh, the flames of spiritual gift God gave you. 1 Thessalonians 5.19 says, do not stifle the Holy Spirit. It, mean, it means, stifle means don't quench, don't put out. This is what drives us, church. We say, I are Pentecostal. I'm Pentecostal. I am Pentecostal. You're a little at You should be proud to be Pentecostal. Come on, this is who we are, church. And, I, and there's a lot of great churches out there. I mean, don't get me wrong, church, but there's no fire. There's something dead there. They're preaching good truth. They're making you feel good, but there is no change. And there is no, if there's no change, because there's no repentance. Repentance and the altar has to always be open, not only for salvation, but for repentance. Get right with God. That trumpet is going to blow at any time, church. Prophecy has already been fulfilled. If you're waiting for signs, the signs are all around you. The next thing is the trumpet, the blowing of the trumpet. And your concern, God, am I right with you? Do I love you? Because if you love God, there's no problem. You're getting caught up. But if you're second guessing yourself. 